I thought what we do to start our story time is I would like to open by per, um, sharing with you a poem from Isaiah. From the stump of Jesse, a shoot will come up. From its, his roots, a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of understanding and of wisdom, the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of the knowledge and the fear of the Lord, and he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears, but with righteousness he will judge the needy. With justice, he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod from his mouth, and with the breath from his lips, he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt, and faithfulness will be the sash around his waist. The wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat, the, the calf and the lion and the yearling together, and a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear. Their young will lie down together. The lion will eat straw like an ox. The infant will play near the cobra's den. The young child will put its hand in the viper's nest, but they will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the seas. That's a, a passage from Isaiah. That's Isaiah 11. Uh, and what we're doing in this, this time together is having a moment where we listen again to the prophets. And we're specifically listening to the prophets because the prophets were very gifted at helping people through transition. And one of the things that we're doing now in our church calendar year is preparing for Christmas. We're in the, well, we're a little early. We're just overachievers. We're getting ready for Advent. Right? We're starting Advent early because we end a little early. Uh, so we're moving into that time of Advent, and Advent is the time of the year where we uh, traditionally engage in the season of waiting. And we kind of step into the church history when the people of Israel were waiting for, for their Messiah to come, for, the, for their kingdom to come. And we join them as Christians waiting for Jesus to bring his kingdom in its fullness. And that's what we do during this season. And we've, as a community, have called this our time to prepare for newness the season where we prepare for newness. And one of the things that I've been challenged by, uh, when you think about the prophets, they're often speaking to the people of Israel during times of exile or hardship, right? Prophets usually tend to come around and be the loudest when things aren't quite going well uh, in the story of Israel. And to think about sustaining hope during times of exile is particularly challenging and I think relevant for us as a community. So I wanted to engage just in a short chunk about how I think the prophets help sustain hope in the people of Israel. 
Now, when I think about expectancy, which is this season, when I was kind of do free association, what, what do I think about in my life when I was very expectant? And for, for me, the, my brain immediately goes to when Lace was first pregnant with Cohen. Because that was like such a shift, right? Like so much newness was expected. And then what do you do when you're like expecting a child? Like you just, especially your first, you go a bit mental, right? Like you nest, there's nesting, you get ready. Like getting ready goes crazy, right? You, you think about all the stuff you need to buy. You go to all these classes. We did prenatal class. We did first aid. We did breastfeeding. I can't, like I, every day I was just like, what course is on tonight? I'm not sure which one, but I know something will be. And, and like it takes over your life. Our flat was so kind to us. We, we spoke about it like every dinner. We were talking about like really crazy things at dinner that you shouldn't be. Like beautiful things the body does, but not great dinner time conversation, right? You're like, whoa. Um, but this is what happens when we, we're living expectant. I think it shifts what we do, how we live, what we talk about. And to me, like when I was reflecting on this season, I'm like, I'm challenged if I'm actually living expectant very often. I think most of the time I go along with how things are. I don't really expect anything new. I'm more just expecting more of the same. That's sort of how I engage in the season. And I think the people of Israel, like when you're living in exile, I think you kind of just hunker down and, and try to survive, right? But then you get these crazy characters, the prophets that come along, and they do this crazy thing. They tell this crazy poem to a people in exile. Now, Obviously, like, Isaiah is a really long book, and it covers a long time. But if you think about the people in Jewish's time hearing that prophecy, this poem, what kind of outrageousness is in that poem, right? From the stump, like, what was this amazing thing of Israel is just now a stump. That's what's left of it. It's a stump. Nothing much comes from stumps, right? It's been cut off. It's done. It had its go. It's over. That's kind of the expectation, but the prophet has the audacity to proclaim, no, 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 from this dead stump, newness will come. The prophets proclaim this outrageous hope that's sort of beyond them. Like we've been talking in the Spirit series, it's not a hope that's just like, you know, pie in the sky sort of wishful thinking. It's this like creative act from out of nowhere. Where does that vision come from? Not only is a shoot going to rise, but the whole food system <laughs> This whole image of those who have power and those who don't coming and just sharing life together. It's not just this like, oh yeah, things will get better. It's like, no, things are going to get crazy beautiful. This breaking of newness entering into a very old, tired story. The prophets did this not by giving people like a 10-step phase plan, like first trimester's morning sickness, and then it'll be this, right? Like that's how we have sort of prepared. The prophets gave artistry, they gave imagery, they gave poetic visions and imagination to stir us up, to wake us up. And I think one of the first challenges to sustaining hope is to let ourselves even hear it, to let ourselves even hear the craziness of that vision. Um, I really like the book of Revelation. I know I'm probably, me and a bunch of crazy people like the book of Revelation, maybe I should be with them. Um, and a lot of what Revelation talks about is actually, it pulls from Isaiah. The, like, the Jewish people weren't just hoping for this, like, Messiah to, I always, like, think about it, like, ticking the box. Like, every time someone was born, they were like, do you meet all the criteria? No, okay, we got to keep waiting. No, it was more about, like, what were they waiting for? They were waiting for this beautiful picture of God's kingdom coming. And this is the imagery that we have for it, what it would look like when it did. And so I think the prophets, when, when we talk about sustaining hope, 
they are channeling the beautiful movement of the Spirit from beyond and offering it to us. But what happens when we listen to audacious hope, at least for me, is that I meet my stories of cynicism. So when I listen to the prophets, it stirs up into me what I call my stump stories. But this is how it is. Right? And I, I face these stump stories all the time, where I'm like, God, I know you have this crazy, amazing movement. I know your spirit's breaking out. New shoots are sprouting everywhere. But in my life, it's a stump. In fact, just this weekend, I had a few stump moments. Uh, I often come across them when uh, I'm working with my children during like, any time where you want them to behave differently than they're behaving, right? So like the other morning, I was trying to get my boys to eat, and they were fighting. I don't even remember what they were fighting over. And as I was working with them, I'm like, it's like 7 in the morning. Why are we already fighting as, as, as siblings? I caught myself, I caught a story, which was, I don't want to be dealing with this. It just kind of was in my head. And then all of a sudden, I'm in frustration, right? And I'm in a standing and from a place of frustration. And then I'll do or say something that I don't like. I'll look at it and be like, well, that was kind of a mean thing to say. Like, I totally, and like my reactions. Then, then I see my reaction, and now I'm just like, dude, you're not a good dude, right? And all of a sudden, in like three steps, I'm now in a mood that I'm just like hating myself, and it's breakfast time, right? This is like, this is some of my days, especially on the weekend. And I find that to be so hard because what happens is those stories actually, I, I, chew, I lock on them, and I'll just, I'll just, that's my meal. That's what I'm eating. I'm just eating that all day. So I start by hearing a story, that story will spark in me these feelings of like identity, like they totalize my identity. You are a stump. I'm not capable of loving. I'm not capable of self-control. I will never grow. My children will have moted emotion, <laughs> emotional development because I have not been able to develop. This is, like it's not there, it's just under the surface, right? And when I live out of that, I start to write stump stories. That's what happens, right? The rest of the day, I walk around living like that stump that I am actually, I'm, I'm, I don't know the technical term, I'm saying munted, that's probably not fair. Uh, from a psychological perspective, there's probably some nicer word. But um, that's how it feels, right? And, and so what happens when I hear the, audacious, the outrageous hope of God is that I then meet the cynicism in me. And I can get locked in the cynicism. But I think, I think the prophets know this. I think they stir it up in us. Brueggemann says that the poetry of the prophets is like a pickaxe. Brueggemann, I don't know if you've ever listened to him, but just listen to one of his sermons on the prophets. It's just so, he's so fiery. I love it. And he talks about just like when they say these poems, it doesn't stay at the surface. It gets underneath the surface to our assumptions. Down there where we're like in Stumpville. I'm, I'm stumped because of this, right? I'm, I'm, these are the reasons why. And they call those things into question. So I think like when it comes to sustaining the hope, we then have to be able to then listen to the new story that God tells. So it goes from this uh, listening to the prophets, seeing our crap, and then going back to that hope and letting God tell a different story. That's the challenge I think that faces us, is how do we hear then and live from that beautiful uh, place of, of hope? So my, my kind of thing for this morning as we think through uh, when it comes to sustaining hope is um, where in your life are you making space to, to hear the, the spirit of God and the movement of God from a hope perspective, those new shoots. And, and maybe it's like just reading some of these beautiful poems in Isaiah. I have a list, I'll put it on Basecamp, a list of just crazy beautiful poems from Isaiah. And they're just kind of scattered in the book. 
taking a moment to listen to those poems, and then letting the poem kind of read you. Which by read you, I mean, like, where does it grind you? Where does it show the stump stories, those cynical moments in you that you cling to? And then what happens is, like, see that actually that story is not you. It's a story. And just take a moment to pray from it and say, God, this story, it hits me. And just separate yourself from the story and use it as a time of prayer. And we pray from that. This is, this is my practice, right? Pray that I can hear the different story. That God would start helping me to write a new story together. And I feel like the prophets are kind of our entryway to like not let it lie, to not just bury down the cynicism, but to call it out. And then together as we move, we, we can together look to see these new shoots and share them. I really think we need to be a community that shares where we see the shoots of God. These little newness, these points of newness breaking out. Because otherwise, it's so easy to be like, it's just a stump. Nothing's happening. But when we actually are together expecting God to move, looking for those little movements of God, and then talking about it and sharing it, it all helps to say, yeah, I know that there's a story in me that's, that's it's a stump, but I also see all these other stories of newness. I can tell you that I struggle so much because I just keep reinforcing the stump and not opening myself up to this wider, more beautiful picture that from the stump, God is bringing a new shoot. So that's my thought for you this morning. It's a short little little nugget uh, that I wanted to share with you. What we're going to do now is just have a quiet moment to reflect on any of your stump stories or anything that stuck out to you. Like, where does this meet you? And then we're going to transition into a time of prayer together. Um, and I'll just actually just close this in prayer and give you a moment of silence. God, I thank you so much for the chance to meet together. And God, I thank you so much for your crazy vi vision of beauty, for where you want to take uh, this whole creative creation project and us. God, I just pray that you would help us to hear your hope that you have again. To let us have the space to, to, to soak in your vision of peace, where all those in power uh, would be serving the poor, and that we would together share what we have and live in, live in a, a wholeness that we have not yet known, God. God, and I just call out these stories that hold us back, the stories that are not from you, uh, that do not serve us, nor serve this world. I pray that you would help us to see that they are not us, they are separate, and that you would help us to see your movement in this world, these times of newness. I just pray that you would help uh, do your work in us as a community, uh, and in Wellington, that we would become aware, God, of all the little ways that your love is breaking out in this place. Show us uh, what we need to hear, Spirit. And we just pray that we would listen to your nudges this morning. See you now, my prayer. Amen.